Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat and I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Hey Cat. Hey Moose. How you doing? I'm so good. I'm glad to be here in person with you again. Me too. I'm glad to see your face. Well, that makes one of us. Wait, you don't want to see my face? No, I want to see your face. I don't want to see my own face. Uh. I've been on so many Zoom calls lately that like, it's really interesting. Like I am, I, I have not had to look at myself all day long, my whole life until COVID-19. And now I have to just see myself staring back at myself and see that like that one part of my mouth, like goes this way when I say a certain thing and like my one eye looks like it's kind of a lazy eye and then I have like (laughs) my whole head looks like a flesh-colored basketball like we've discussed in the past I mean it's just really it's definitely not a confidence boost for me Uh, I agree I had to do a video for a intro for some online thing and I it was like 15 seconds and I watched it three times and I was like I talk out of the side of my mouth who knew I don't see. I don't. That's not my experience with you. Well, it is on the video. It is on the video. (laughs) Okay. So I was talking to my friend, Megan, who you compete with on the best friend side. (laughs) And, um, she had sent me a picture earlier in the week where her daughter, who is my little niece, um, had just gotten her haircut Mm -hmm. and I thought it was her first haircut. And I, you know, she sent me the picture and So I wrote and said, did you keep the hair? And she were back, no. And I just thought that was an odd comment. So next time I talked to her, I was like, so why didn't you keep her hair? And she's like, well, it wasn't her first haircut. She goes, on her first haircut, um, the stylist did give me her hair. And I started thinking about that. Mm. I think parents are as sick as serial killers. Oh my gosh, what do you mean? They keep their teeth. (laughs) Just imagine. I'm not kidding. Like you break into a house and you're looking for the jewelry and this and that. And you find, and you find a bag hair. of teeth. My ass is running out of the house. And so I just thought thinking about that, like the things that we do and the things that as not me, but you as parents, <laughs> like it's just really odd. It, that is really odd. And did you um, like did the tooth fairy visit you as a child? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we got like a quarter. Yeah, I think there were times where I got quarters. I think every now and then, if it was like a really big tooth, I would get like the, I almost said Victoria's Secret. <laughs> the Victoria's Secret? No. <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm thinking of this. This explains a lot. I mean, I thought we had covered most of your trauma, but. No, I'm talking about there's a queen. Is it called a Queen Anthony? A Queen B Anthony Dollar? Susan B. Anthony? Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. And I don't know why in my head that translated to Victoria's Secret. Well, my God, you know that um, that uh, 45, he just uh, pardoned her. What? Yeah, he just pardoned her. And I'm waiting for him to like get upset that she hasn't thanked him i'm i'm sorry but i don't know what you're talking about well look it up because it's it doesn't make sense okay so he okay you said 45 pardoned her who's 45 i don't i don't even know trump oh my gosh why is he called 45 because if you don't want to say president (laughs) you say 45 Oh, because he's the 45th president. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of President Trump, since you brought up the giant elephant in the room, I want to talk about what Leslie wrote in and oh asked us. Oh, my gosh. She what really great question. Great question. She asked some really great questions. And, and I'm going to obviously paraphrase this. And I'm sorry, Leslie, that I'm not going to be as articulate as you were. Um, but basically, she's a Canadian, which I'm already jealous of. Right. Um, she's a Canadian. She's super cool. Um, um, she's been uh, one of our listeners from day one, which we're so thankful for. She's probably the only one that's still listening. So thank you, Leslie. This episode is for you. Um, so she basically asked the question of, okay, like, you know, if somebody like talks bad about your mom, says something ugly about your mom, it's like, whoa, dude, that's not okay. You can't talk bad about my mom. Only I can talk bad about my mom. You Mm -hmm. know that whole adage, right? Okay, so she was basically asking, like, how do we feel about America being super dissed by other people from other countries because of our country's 
presidential representation. Right. And so how, how do we feel about that? Are we collective here or are we individuals? I think that we're going to each be our own snowman. I think that you can be your own person and I'll be my own person. Yeah. Because I definitely have some thoughts, but I, I feel like your thoughts are what I'm hoping we get out of this conversation. Well, goodness. Well, I traveled twice internationally, uh, probably more, but two times that stand out in my mind during his presidency. And the first time was in uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. And... As soon as me and my friend get in the car, the uh, taxi driver said, do you guys like Trump? It was like, hello, and do you guys like Trump? And it was soon after he had been elected. Okay. So that made sense that it was soon after, and we had a little conversation in there. And then I was in uh, London, and same thing, taking an Uber. And uh, when they realized that we were American, Mm -hmm. it was the whole conversation again. I think you were in that car. No, we had a rental then. No. Yeah. I was not in that car. Yeah. And so it was the same thing of like, I'm curious if Americans are for him because mm-hmm. you guys clearly elected him. Right. We're like, well, some of Amer- some are, yeah. some, some obviously enough are to, you know, put him in office. Um, I, I think my take on it is that at the end of the day, regardless, and I was thinking about saying this on our podcast and wondering if it's going to be really unpopular or if people are going to be completely unmoved by it. And so I'm curious what you think about it, but I, I actually care less. And I think this is a a product of desensitization because of him. I actually care less about a leader's policies than I do if he actually acts like a leader. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. It's like, okay, I might not agree with how you want to handle, you know, economics or, you know, civil rights issues. And and that, that, uh, that definitely is a thing. Like those things are obviously extremely important, but the fact that you can't conduct yourself like a mature adult and you're leading my country, like that really upsets me. Yeah. And, and honestly, like to, to Leslie's question, it is embarrassing. It really is. It's It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing when like when he talks about COVID and he says something like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get over this real soon. Well, have you seen the latest that Mr. Pillow is involved in? No. Oh, my God. You know who I'm talking about? I have no idea. Mr. Pillow? I don't even know what that is. Well, my God, he's got a damn jingle and a commercial and he is a billionaire. Okay. Because people buy his pillows. My Pillow Incorporated is a pillow manufacturing company based in Chaska, Minnesota. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world. The company was founded in 2009 by Mike Lindell, who invented and patented My Pillow, an open cell, polyfoam pillow design. My Pillow has sold over 41 million pillows, due mostly to TV infomercials. Reference Wikipedia, Jingle Composer, Robert Swanson. Well, just so you know, he's an ultra conservative, which mm. is totally fine if that's your thing. Yeah. It's not mine. Yeah. But he has all these lawsuits against him for um, claiming all these science things related to what the pillow will do. And they're not true. And he's in all these settlements that are million dollar settlements. Mm -hmm. Now, now he went on and he's telling everyone that he has this supplement that will cure coronavirus. And then a supplement. Yeah. And the supplement is a plant that is lethal to humans. What? Yeah, it's all there. And so then Mr. Pillow went on Anderson Cooper and Trump endorsed it and said, I'm hearing that Mike so-and-so from Mr. We call him Mr. Pillow (laughs) that he has uh, that it's being studied and whatever. And so Anderson Cooper has this amazing interview basically calling him out and being like, tell me where the study was. Tell me, tell me what reputable organization did the study. And he just like, it's like 45 minute interview of him stammering and just not knowing. That's awful. And I want to, I want to kind of back up a little bit to, to one of Leslie's questions is she said to us, are you embarrassed? Like, are you embarrassed? And here is why my answer to that is a resounding. Yes. Is that our president endorsed someone called Mr. Pillow. Yep. Yep. There what you go. what there are you go. we doing? I mean, that's, all, that's all you need to know. What's important in the world? It's not a pillow. 
And then when I have family members who are like, ah, you don't think like we do and you should really be pro Trump. I'm like, hang on a second. Like we might not think like one another as far as like our, what our, our policy preferences would be. But like, you're talking about a man who is spending time talking about a COVID vaccine or a COVID medication that is made by a man named after a pillow. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. And I I do think that it's super embarrassing. So another question that she asked is she said, would you, um, if you were eligible, which I am not because I'm an older woman and I have diabetes and have glasses and all this kind of stuff. But if I were eligible for the draft, would, would I want to be drafted to fight for our country right now? I, here's the thing. I don't know that Trump has changed how I feel about America. And that that is real for me. Like, and I don't know how to answer that because I've not lived through a true wartime at an age that I could fight. My brother was in the Air Force during the Gulf War. Um, but I've, I've never had that option. So I don't know what that is like. If I'm just being honest, like I don't know, you know... I can't imagine I would feel called to go fight, but beyond that, I, I am proud to truly to be an American. Thank you, Lee Greenwood. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Give us some of that, Sarah. That's right. And I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. Now, I am too, Moose. I am so proud to be an American. I am a daughter of people who served in the military like I am like I bleed red white and blue I love America I love everything about um, what our constitution stands for I love you know the fact that one of my friends sent me a video last night of this high school teacher welcoming her students back to school and it was this woman who got a bunch of her friends together and basically did um, what's it called when a bunch of people uh, not a rave but when a bunch of people dance together oh uh, like a mosh <laughs> no it's uh, not a, it's a <laughs> where did sarah go it, it's something that that there was a whole movie about it it's a it's a dance rave <laughs> it's not a it, dance rave i wish it's I could a think it's what a it was. mosh pit a mob a, a smash mob yes um nope a something mob it's something mob flash mob flash mob yes there. oh my gosh we are so intelligent <laughs> Um, so basically this woman got a bunch of her friends together and did like a flash mob thing and did a rap song, like a whole like two and a half minute song rapping about how awesome it was going to be for her students to come to her class this year in school. Like that's the kind of stuff I love about America. Like I love that we're creative, that we're free, that we can do fun stuff like that. And so I, I am really proud to be an American and would fight for America. I would be terrified to call our current president, my commander in chief. Yeah, me too. And, and I think that's the thing that to, again, to Leslie's point, you know, she even said at one point, like, would you walk around wearing a hat that had the American flag on it? Um, personally, no, just because I, I think that can be cocky, honestly, Mm -hmm. but there, but for me, um, I think there is so much nuance in what we believe. And Mm I, I think if you watch the news, it feels like, okay, you're either cons- ultra conservative or the biggest liberal on the planet, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's not true. I have lots of friends as do you, I mean, my own beliefs are pretty nuanced. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we have to get away from, you know, and not, not that Leslie did this at all, but bucketing like, well, you're, you live in America, so you have to deal with that. And it's like, actually, um, when I think about America, I think about women casting their first vote and I think about, you know, decisions being made to yes. integrate, yep. you know, um, from a racial standpoint. Okay. So you just brought up women and women voting and all of that. And I read something the other day, one of our sponsors is Buzzsprout. They're the company we use that distributes the cat and muse podcast. And I was reading one of their newsletters the other day and it said that only 21% of podcasts are hosted by women oh, in really? America. Yes. Only 21% are hosted by women. And it also said that women spend 20% more time listening to podcasts than men. 
And I just found that really interesting that only 21% of podcasts are hosted by women, yet women spend almost 20% more time listening to podcasts than men. So is it kind of like what we know about, you know, the radio world? Is it that basically like women or women don't want to listen to women? No, I think that women are less likely to believe that they have a voice that needs to be heard. But I guess what I'm saying is that if that's the case, then why aren't more women listening to more women? Well, there's less women on the airwaves. But is that because of a lack of demand? No, it's because for a man to say, I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to ask for a raise is a lot more automatic than it is for a woman. And so I, this is just my guess. I have no clue if this is right, but so I think there's a lot of women that second guess that call or that want to where men are like, here we go, let's go turn on the mic, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that may be completely wrong, but that's my first take. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Okay. So I have to tell you what I did last Friday. Okay. Okay, so I, you know, I think I am a certain person, and then I am a different person than I think I am. Okay, like you have multiple personality disorder? No, not quite. But I think I'm the girl that drives the Jeep Wrangler Mm. that can let my hair just rustle in the wind, and I'm I'm (laughs) blasting Alanis Morissette, and you know the whole thing. Like that's who I think I am. Yeah, but I. And I used to hike, you know, like, I mean, I, I hike like once a month now, but I used to be in, real into hiking and all of that. So I, I'm pretty sure that I think I should be wearing Patagonia and, you know, North Face and, you know, headbands in my hair and just owning that whole like, mm, people are looking at me going, she might climb mountains on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? She's so granola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got like Birkenstocks on. Totally. Yeah. So I have the outfit, but I'm not sure the body matches the the whole vibe that I'm giving off there. But so to that point, um, I have decided that I am a camper. Okay. In my head. Like I've never camped. Okay. <laughs> I've okay. never, I've never camped. So, um, but you I, did hike the Appalachian trail. Yeah. So I spent the night out there. I didn't sleep in the tent cause I was so amped up and my body was like, what have you done to me? Uh-huh. I trained the year before. And then that follow the year I went, I thought, well, my body's probably in the same shape. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Don't do that. <laughs> um, but all that to say buy the best tent I've ever had. And I'm used to hiking with a tent. Right. Okay. And so, um, I, I don't realize with car camping that you can, bring as big of a tent as you want and you do want that Mm -hmm. so i go camping with a friend of mine and um this friend you've heard of her name is producer sarah (laughs) and we go we set up this big old tent i've never done this before so i think it's going to be like a 15 minute setup oh god no (laughs) oh my god it's like building a skyscraper and we each took the dog a dog with and so we are driving there with all this shit in the back of our truck we get there and like Sarah is, has camped all of her life. And so it's like, there's like a routine. There's like a, you got to put the tarp down. And then this tent is like a 90 second pop it open tent, which was amazing. I am out there 14 seconds and I am going to die because of the heat. It's Aww. like, it's like, it's only like 91 degrees, but it was so humid. And then there's friggin' mosquitoes everywhere. We're in, we're right by the lake, Percy Priest, which means more mosquitoes. Yeah, so super damp. Yeah, super hot. Yeah, very moist. (laughs) And so, um, so we set the whole damn thing up. I mean, she's got a she's got a grill. I'm waiting for the microwave to come out of this damn thing. (laughs) You know, like she's got a grill. She's got a burners. I didn't know you would need both of those. And so she set the whole damn thing up. And then there was like firewood, things I didn't even know were in her truck. I gotta stop you for a second. You're talking about everything that producer Sarah set up. What were you doing? No, I was setting up, but I wasn't happy about it. Like I felt, I felt something rise up in me (laughs) that felt like the Phoenix rising, Uh but maybe the Phoenix had done a lot of meth as it was rising. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. I felt demons coming out of my downtown through my chest about to come out of the top of my head because I was so hot. I hate mm, being hot. I do too. Hate being hot. Um, number two, it's, it's just awful. The whole thing was awful. So I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing to be helping, but I am so angry. I have never been angrier. 
So then we go to, uh, like, we get set up and like, I just want to die. You know, I'm, I'm like, what have we done? Why would we, <laughs> why would we do this? I live in a wonderful neighborhood uh-huh. with wonderful neighbors and, and air a conditioning yard and, and be- yeah. you know, lots of square footage, all of that. And not lots, but you know what I mean? Plenty yeah. more than the tent. I'll yeah. tell you that much. <laughs> and so we like, like we, it, it's like getting dark after we've set up. And I was like, I really want to take the dogs down to the water before it gets too dark. So we get down there and I hear Sarah just say something like, we shouldn't stay here too long because we really need to finish setting up inside the tent. And this is what comes out of me. (laughs) Why did we even do this? My God, if I can't even enjoy the dogs by the water, like what? Like I, this is not for me. I hate camping. Can't why? I have no idea why I would come out here and do this. We live 15 minutes away from. Why would we stay outside in the woods? <laughs> what did she say? She just kept walking and ahead and walking, <laughs> and I can't stop myself. Like demons are flowing through me and I i mean through my pores. Like I didn't know they were in me, and there they went. And I mean there were things that came out of my mouth. All that to say get back to camp wonderful evening having doing all the campfire things of making marshmallows and all that crap go to unpack and demons come back they came back they came back rushing in and uh all that to say i'm afraid i'm not a camper oh but i think maybe i'm a camper camper and not a tent camper you're like a camper that would camp in a camper that has a window ac unit yeah yeah and and has all the shit already in there and all you do is pull out a chair yeah so we're we're really excited about to tell the world about our new endorsement from airstream yes (laughs) (laughs) now we're talking i also love the intech luna rover by the way if you're listening That's fantastic. (laughs) Also a sponsor of the Cat and Moose podcast. We are so happy that you have endorsed us and given us the opportunity to ride Cat in her Airstream and Moose in her Intech Lunar Rover across the country to visit everyone out there listening. And this is the legal comment where we say they are not really a sponsor, but we wish that they were. Please speed this up very fast, Sarah. Well, anyway, I have 6,000 mosquito bites all over my body. (laughs) I'm pretty sure one was in my pants because there's got to be 14 in the lower quarters. Oh, that's miserable. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. So I don't think it's for me. So you need the mosquito guy to come visit you personally. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I had to think about that one. (laughs) Okay. So you talked about I I had an interesting therapy experience this past week, which is not shocking. Um, So... My therapy experience was I also referenced myself in my session as a demon. And oh, really? A, yes, I did. Um, and so my therapist said to me after I got done explaining this particular thing I was telling her about, she said, first of all, um, and what I heard is I heard her say, first of all, I'm going to set a boundary. She didn't say that. Oh, totally. But she said, first of all, first pretty of all, much means I'm in charge here. Yes, exactly. Which I'm like, yes, ma'am, you are. You're <laughs> the therapist. Um, so she says, um, first of all, I would like to tell you that I am not okay with you calling yourself a demon. And I said, all right, well, what would you prefer that I call myself? And she said, well, she goes, I want to ask you, you were talking about a, a confrontation with someone. And I want to ask you is, were you standing above that person with an evil look in your eyes, holding a fork, ready to stab them in the chest? (laughs) And I said to my therapist, who I have so much respect for, I said, oh, my gosh, no, like I wasn't. And she goes, that to me is demonic activity. She goes, what I feel like you're describing is a very frustrated person. She's like, so I would like for us to start with you narrating your own story saying that you were frustrated, not that you were a demon. And I thought that that was really helpful because it Mm -hmm. was very, she's like, I want you to give more compassion to yourself than you're giving yourself because you're not, you're not being a demon. Like you're not being demonic. That's really, I I love that. I've never understood the idea of giving yourself compassion. (laughs) Well, me either. Clearly (laughs) I'm having to be taught about it for the first time as a 40 something year old woman. So, okay, wait a minute. So let's break this down. I need this broken (laughs) down for me. Okay. 
so she's saying you're frustrated. You're not bad, which is true. Yes, right? Like yes. you think you look back and go, I, I bad. am a, I am a terrible being. Right. Like I am a thing that is terrible and no, I am a person who is frustrated. Like wow. that's a very different, like if, if I were, if you were to say to me like cat, I'm going to give you on one hand, the choice of how you want to respond to this thing over here. That's a demon and how you want to respond to this thing over here. That's a frustrated person. I would have much more compassion on the frustrated person than I would on the demon. Totally. You know? And I think that that was her point was just like, Hey, let's just call this what it is. You are referring to yourself as a thing that you really aren't. And you're not referring to yourself in the reality of who you really are. And that in this moment was a frustrated person. So I, th I thought that in and of itself was very therapeutic. It really is. Like I'm thinking about myself at the campsite. I, if I was on the outside, I would think that she might <laughs> be <laughs> going through a, um, a demonic, uh, expulsion expulsion exorcism exorcism yes like it it, it so might you, have you were acting way. like a demon <laughs> yeah like do you are you ever sh we've talked about i'm like <laughs> have you ever this is all we talk about on the podcast is like shocked by your own behavior yeah yeah totally i <laughs> I am so shocked by my own behavior. That is my favorite laugh of yours where it's just uncontrollable. It's, well, and it's just because I'm thinking about how ridiculous of a person I am. So I was in a conversation the other day that something in the conversation really just lit my fuse. Yeah. Like it just really, it, it caused me to become this person that has never been described um, in detail in my own mind before. And so the I way, <laughs> the way that I behaved when this topic came up and I was, I wasn't even accused of something. The other person was very innocent in what they were saying. Um, but it was basically like, Hey, something that is a core important thing to you is being threatened. And I was able to describe how I felt when that was said and how I felt was that I'm a toddler that is at the age where they're walking and running, but still wearing diapers. So those yeah. of you who are mothers of human children out there, you know, the child I'm talking about. And this kind of reminds me of my, my nephew, Caden. So he's kind of at that two year mark, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, he's like a walking accident. It's like, Oh my God, if you leave him alone for two seconds, he's going to stick his finger in an electric socket or he's going to do whatever. And so I, I became <laughs> in this moment, I became this like two and a half year old toddler that still wears very heavy laden diapers because they're <laughs> full of shit and piss. <laughs> And not only am I a naked baby wearing a diaper, but I also have kind of a, a short haircut on the sides and kind of long hair in the middle and in the back so much so that it turns into a rat tail. Oh yeah. So, so I'm a naked baby in a diaper full of shit, full of piss. And I've got this like Mohawk rat tail thing going on. I've got some like badly, uh, executed tattoo on my body that I don't even know what that is yet. I'll have to deal with that with my touch therapist, I guess. But, um, touch basically therapist. the, <laughs> the other thing that I have is in each hand, I have a 38 revolver and I'm well, just a goodness. wild, I am a well, wild. Well, I know what your tattoo says. Trump. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh my God. As if I needed to find ways to offer more compassion to myself. That's not going to get me there. Okay, maybe not. So basically what I realized is that along with the cast of characters that is inside my body that I have learned is actually a thing called internal family systems. And it, I'm not a multiple personality disorder person. So I've got Kathy who is supposed to be the protector, but I call her the buzzkill. She's she still is. a buzzkill. Yeah. I know she's a protector. And I referred to her in therapy the other day is the person waiting at the door right as you go into the backstage area at an arena. Oh, totally. Like, Kathy's like, give like, me your credentials. Do you have the proper credentials to walk past where I am, even though you're the actual star that's supposed to yeah, be on the stage? You are the artist. You're like, I'm, I, I, I'm on stage I, now. Yeah, I'm actually Bono, and I'm supposed to be on that stage right now. And she's like, I'm sorry, your all access is not green, and you cannot pass go and collect $200. So that is Kathy. She's got a, um, she's got a maroon blazer. 
You know oh, she I'm totally saying? does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like three sizes too small. Like yeah. everything in my closet right now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> By the way, I had to get dressed and actually go to a meeting this week, which is against my religion because of COVID. And I, I couldn't find an outfit to wear. Oh, uh, same. I did the same thing. And I was so angry. Speaking of demons, I don't know where my real clothes are. <laughs> I really don't. Like I went in the closet and just started huffing and puffing. And yeah. I was like, I was ready just to drive into Target and buy something and put it on because I don't have real clothes anymore. Well, and I don't either. I went through my closet and I'm like, ooh, I feel like I look pretty good in that outfit. And I put that outfit on and it looked like I was in like a three part tourniquet. Like it was awful. (laughs) (laughs) It was absolutely horrible. I understand that. Do you remember the SNL thing? That That guy in the little coat. Yeah. Our friend Mark, he plays that better than anybody I know. He does. That's so awesome. So anyway, I don't even know what I was saying. I do. What? Well, you were saying that you recognize that new person. Mm. You said there's Kathy. Yeah. So there's Kathy. There's the red Phoenix. There's the guys in the cafeteria. There's an angry red guy. There's a purple guy in my neck. Like there's a whole cast of characters that exist here. And, um, and I love that I'm just putting my absolute raw therapy out into the world i hope that it is doing somebody some good it certainly is me um but now there's this new baby this new toddler that has a heavy diaper and guns and a rat tail and i haven't named him yet well we would love to hear what our listeners would name them what should cat's baby be called and here's my question for that baby because this is what this is a little enneagram mixed with a little therapy what is that baby afraid of? Oh, that baby is afraid of being restrained and limited and limited and cut off and absolutely just strangled. So was the like you said it was around like a principled thing that you were debating with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like you felt like they their suggestion of how they even lived life was limiting to you. Do you want me to be honest about what the conversation was? I'd love to. Okay, the conversation was, I'm not making any money right now yeah. in my job. And that sometimes happens in, in the work that we do. You know, it's like it, it ebbs and flows. But because of the way that COVID has affected the whole entire world, all of our jobs have, a lot of our jobs anyway, have really changed. And so I was faced with the person who handles my books telling me, if you are going to buy the wine that you enjoy drinking with dinner, you are going to have to pull that money to buy that wine out of savings. And my recommendation is that you do not use your savings on something that is a, um, what do they call it? Uh, disposable, disposable income. income. Yeah. And I, I turned into the baby. I was like, you went to lay on the floor and throw a fit. I wasn't laying on the floor. I was running around room. I was running. (laughs) (laughs) I was not laying on the floor. I was running around the room and I shot every round of both of my revolvers and then blew the smoke at the top of the barrel. I, I know this side of you. I've seen I, this child. I was out of control. It's when it's when you feel like that's not going to work or you feel like I know one of the things you hate doing is brainstorming because it just feels all over the place most of the time. And I've seen you in those instances where you just stand up and you're like very eight of you on the Enneagram, you <laughs> know, you're very magnanimous. Is that how you say it? I was thinking animated. Cause I don't know how to say that word. You just, said. I don't even know if that's correct, but that's how we're described. Magnanimous sometimes. producer, Sarah, what is magnanimous? Magnanimous is an adjective meaning generous or forgiving, especially toward a rival or a less powerful person. Reference Google dictionary. But I've seen that in you and I can understand that. Like, I think that limitation thing is how I felt at the campground Mm -hmm. because I was so hot. I felt (laughs) out of control, which is a lot of it too. Right. Uh It's like everything felt like why, when I have a nice home, am I staying in the woods? Like this doesn't, it's not rational, but for you, it's like, no, like my mom used to say all the time, don't take my Pepsi away. It's the one thing that I love. Yeah. And which I guess didn't include her children. Um, <laughs> but now that I'm thinking of, it, I'm like, I think she would have picked like a two liter of Pepsi over us. 
but I understand how you feel like, no, like just, I, I don't need you to encroach on this area. Right. And, and basically like what you felt, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it, but what you felt is you are hot and fat and incapable and you need to go sit in that car and be restrained. Yeah. I mean, right? I, I told, I don't even know if I said that on this episode, but that, like basically Sarah was like, why don't you get in the air conditioning? And I threw a fit mm-hmm. and I was like, are you oh you think that i oh you think i can't do this oh oh okay and it was like it was me feeling weak which i didn't Mm want to feel yeah and and this i guess was similar for me too and i don't know if it's feeling weak as much as it's feeling like like you can't do what you want to do that you're used to doing right and like i'm i'm having like a rule imposed upon me because of something that i can't do anything about i can't do anything about covid19 i can't do anything about the fact that the music industry has really you know evolved to where it has right now and the reality is is i can i can make cuts in other areas like the person who was giving me this advice was just kind of looking at the numbers and going hey here's a here's a disposable income thing that you could cut very easily and i was like easily let me pull out my guns and shoot everybody dead i i think it's fair I I think the last, this is a sober person speaking, the last thing anyone should take away from anyone right now are the things that help us cope. And that sounds terrible because I know we're not just supposed to be coping, but I mean, come on, man. Like, well, I cut, cut the toilet paper. Which clearly every American in this country was terrified to do. And that's why we had a shortage for like three or four months. I just, I guess I wish that like, that my little baby would turn into our friend AJ. Like, I wish the baby would say, you know what? That's okay. Take away my disposable income that I can use to buy wine that comforts me when I have my dinner at night. And why don't we instead go jog six miles, work on our body, do push-ups, and become an absolutely beautiful, sexy woman again? Like, that's what I wish the little baby was screaming out for. Well, okay. So, do you want to be a beautiful, sexy woman again? Yes. Okay. So... How do you want to do that? <laughs> how how do I want to do that? Yeah, like what what are the steps for you to become beautiful sexy woman? I mean, I've got to lose about 60 pounds. Okay. I've got to tone my body. I need to exercise, which right outside of the studio, we have a setup that we could start doing. Maybe we need to do cat and moose exercise videos. Ooh, I like it. If you have any tips on how to become a Big sexy woman. Oh, no. <laughs> the goal is not to be large. I've been large for the latter part of my adult life. Okay. I don't want to be large anymore. You... I'm happy to be tall, just not large. Well, you are tall. Okay. Speaking of BSWs, mm-hmm. big sexy women. Beautiful sexy oh, women. I'm sorry. Beautiful sexy women. You can't sexy look wo- at me and not say big. That's not true at all. I most, you just you that, just made it nothing, true like six times. No, in no, a no. Row. I I feel like at this point I'm a big sexy woman, <laughs> and so I think I just need to change the B to beautiful. Like I need to get that right, and I'd like to be toned as well. So I think we should start our exercise program. I would love that. That would be great. Just Maybe so you guys know, this is the end of the Gun Moose podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We both had heart attacks on the workout equipment and died. Maybe our Patreons, maybe that's part of one of the benefits is they get a clip. Well, we did post some swimming photos. Well, we did post swimming photos and I was thinking I could lead everybody through the eight brocades of Qigong. Well, we should do that. We should totally do that. If you want to learn the eight brocades of Qigong, don't go and Google it and find the 74,000 videos on YouTube. Instead, become a patron to the Cat and Moose podcast and you can get Cat and Moose to lead you through the eight brocades of Qigong. And I will teach you how to get your heart rate from resting to 186, which is what I had to do at that last stress test (laughs) in six minutes. And I will do that and you can watch me die. <laughs> so so Moose is going to take us through a uh, cardiac arrest <laughs> and I'm going to take us through peaceful movements. 
Kat, do you remember the day when we decided we were going to start our podcast? Yes. I don't remember the date, but I remember the day. I don't remember the date either, but it felt so overwhelming, didn't it? Like, do we need this and we need that? And how do you get it on the interwebs? It did. But at the same time, like we were so excited because we were like, okay, it's going to have a rhythm and we're going to have a plan. And then we pretty much obliterated that. But thank God for Buzzsprout, because at least there's something that helps get what we do out into the world, right? I agree. So for you, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, today's the day because Buzzsprout is so easy and you can start for free. And it's a fun way to expand your creative reach online. It's hands down the easiest way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Yeah. And they upload your podcast to all of the directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And the greatest thing about it, in my opinion, is the blog. It has so many stories about, hey, this is how this worked for us to reach more people. And here's a great idea on editing. And another thing that they do too, which I think is really cool, is they allow you to have a great looking podcast website. There are audio players that you can drop into other websites. There's all kinds of stuff you can nerd out about. Hello, Professor Cat. When it comes to analytics and such, you can see how many people are listening, where from. They give you tools to promote your episodes and so much cool stuff. We love Buzzsprout. And right now, if you follow the link in our show notes, it lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and you get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. Thanks, Buzzsprout. So do you have hobbies? Like, I know that you're a good little walker, but somebody asked me the other day, like, what are your hobbies? I didn't know that was a thing that <laughs> after like 18, you have hobbies. Uh-huh. You know, like, I'm not going to say like I cross stitch. I have cross stitch. Oh, that's something else that, you know, we just did the shorty on things you buy, you, but you, you don't use. You bought a cross stitch. I was gifted a cross stitch set. And um, I haven't used it yet, but I'm going to. So maybe that's a new hobby. Do can, you- I, can I know who bought that for you? Yeah. Um, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're clear on you guys are my only friends. <laughs> Intentionally. Not because more people don't want in. I, I have built a castle and they are the only two allowed in besides the dogs because we're afraid of the outside world. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to live in the castle. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, but it's a feminist cross stitch situation. So it's all these amazing quotes by great women. So I'm like, yeah, oh, you know, cross stitch is like a really big thing now. I, I well, I wouldn't know that if it's current. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was also big when we were young. Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember macrame. Yeah, yeah. Which macrame is back? Is it really? Oh, totally. My mom is like the master macrame. She is. Yeah, she has made so many awesome plant hangers that like you know that you put like big ferns in and stuff like that that's what like, we have downstairs if you yes, notice yes yes yeah that my mom would make that stuff all the time and i absolutely respected her so much for it and then she also made these ones that are shaped like owls at the oh, top yeah. so like the top is an owl and then it's got the the strings that the basket hangs in Okay, seriously, would your if I paid her, would your mom make one of those? My mom would probably do it just if you asked her. Well, I think she should make like a few, like limited edition, five or ten of them for the Cat and Moose merch store. Cat's mom's macrame. Seriously. I love that. I'll ask her this weekend. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Speaking of this weekend, my family and I are going to stay in some rustic cabins. Well, not several. One. Um, We're going to go stay in a rustic cabin this weekend at a state park. And it made me think of a story that you told me recently that I need to know because I didn't know that this ever happened. (laughs) What story? Well, you made a comment on a work phone call that we were on that I could not respond to properly at the time about how you at one point were on an Indian reservation and you ate a stomach lining of something. Oh, it was a sheep stomach lining. (laughs) Okay. Moose. Well, okay. So look, I'll just tell you, it's not that weird. So it is weird. Well, it, it sounds weird. I would give you that, but you know, when in Rome do as the Romans do, correct? And the Romans eat stomach lining. The Navajo do. Really? Yeah. And so we, I was in college on a a mission trip, you know, telling the people about Jesus, Lord help. (laughs) And which we got to tell what mission trip means. It's sort of a side inside joke for us. But, um, 
but uh yeah we were on a navajo or we were st- i don't know I, the whole thing i went because this cute guy went you know how it is and we were on this navajo reservation and we had a meal that they made for us and one of those was um eating the lining of a sheep and i tried to fake it and i got i couldn't so i've eaten that and but can you can you tell me like how was it prepared I don't remember. I just remember really liking the fried bread. I haven't changed much in 20 years. <laughs> so you're still loving some fried bread and you're still loving some sheep stomach. I mean, who? not the sheep stomach. Who doesn't love non-bread? Well, that's true. I don't know anybody who doesn't love non-bread. Veggie korma and some non-bread. <gasps> Veggie korma is so good. Okay, let me tell you something that I talked Sarah into doing. Okay. I decided that I wanted the experience of knowing what it's like to be a food delivery person. And so I signed up for Postmates to see, like, can you really make a little extra money on the side? Nice. And to that point, I went and picked up. Well, here's the reality. I was the driver. Sarah was the runner. So she, well, we're going to rotate. We're going to do this every once in a while. Okay. And I got to pick up at our favorite Indian restaurant, Bombay Palace on West End. Wait, Postmates delivers from there? Yes. Postmates and Grubhub. To my neighborhood? I don't know. But listen, when we- is your next run? Because <laughs> I am needing some veggie korma bad. I will hook you up. I will hook you up. You know what time it is. What time is it, Cat? It's sticker time. So here is where Cat and Moose grovel. Mostly Cat, because I'm in charge of stickers, because it doesn't involve the internet. So um, Moose sends me people's names and addresses for me to send stickers to. And Just I- random people that I find <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> oh, they're random. I thought they were actually listeners. It's family members. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so when I emailed something to my Uncle Don, it, it, that, That's what that yeah, was. it struck me as weird. I was like, is Uncle Don really listening? <laughs> I didn't know he knew how to listen to a podcast. Um, so you sent me a screen grab several, several weeks ago and told me to send stickers to our very first patron on Patreon. Also, by the way, Tori. Yes. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, we've got to take care of Tori. She's a patron on Patreon. She's one of our first listeners. She called into the 866 number and she's got just like salt of the earth things to say. Like, I can't wait to meet this woman in person. Tori, we are going to meet you someday when COVID is not a thing. So anyway, for some reason I kept like on my desk, I kept moving around the card that I was writing her. Cause I wanted to say like the right thing in the card. And then I think somehow I accidentally threw the card away. And so I thought I had mailed the stickers and I hadn't. And so Tori, after listening to us for the past 27,644 weeks, you are finally going to get your cat and moose stickers. I put them in my mailbox on Sunday. Good job, Tori. Things we love. <laughs> okay, this week I would like to share uh, that as a sober, non drinking alcohol person, I want to give a shout out to Seed Lip. Oh, Seed Lip, so good. Delicious. You taught me about this. Yeah, so it's a non alcoholic mixer that makes amazing mocktails. Awesome. And it's called Seed Lip. Seed Lip. I want to know where that name came from. It's like hair lip, but different. (laughs) Over 300 years ago, it was common for physicians to distill herbal remedies using copper stills, harnessing the power of nature alchemy to solve medical maladies. In 1651, a physician named John French published The Art of Distillation, a documentation of non-alcoholic recipes. At that same time, a family in Lincolnshire had started farming, hand-sowing seeds using baskets called seed lips. Centuries later, Ben Branson stumbled upon John French's recipes and was inspired to purchase a small copper still and experiment with distilling herbs grown in his garden at home. And so began the process of perfecting the world's first distilled non-alcoholic spirit combining Ben's farming heritage, love of nature design, and fulfilling the need for a sophisticated non-alcoholic option. Reference, sealipdrinks.com. That's amazing. Okay, so as far as talking about the thing that I love this week, I'm going to embarrass myself in front of you and producer Sarah and the rest of our listeners and say... I am so excited. I, I... 
had a little bit too much wine the other night. This is so great. This is before the person who does my books told me I couldn't buy wine anymore because of COVID-19. Oh, you showed her. No, no, I didn't show her. This is before. This is before. Oh. This is like well, when, you were preparing to show yeah, her. Yeah, this is when I expunged my supply. <laughs> and so I had had a little bit too much wine the other night, but it was the weekend. I'm allowed to do that. And I decided I was up really late and I'm like, I'm just not quite ready to go to bed. What do I want to do? And I remembered learning from the secret that eventually they were going to put out a movie. So the book, the secret about the law of attraction from 64 years ago, Oprah made it famous. Um, you said it was a Hallmark movie. Well, it, it was like a Hallmark movie is what I anticipated because I had not seen it. And so I went on to every service I could find to try to find this movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the movie is called dare to dream. Okay. The movie is, I still haven't seen it in its entirety <laughs> because every time I've gone to watch it, I have fallen asleep. Oh, I, sounds compelling. <laughs> I rented it on Netflix. I bought it on Hulu. Wait, I don't think you... I don't, <laughs> and I streamed it from from Apple movies. Oh, <laughs> So I spent God. like $47 this better be a i mean it's not because you're falling asleep i still have not seen the whole movie but i know that i'm gonna love it wait so you like you like started it and then like went to the bathroom and we were drunk and you're like wait where did it go and then you went to another yes it's exactly what i did it's it's i just want to tell you i see a pattern because remember when you became a patron to our, <laughs> to our patreon page twice yes i think i was giving more than 75 percent of our funding to cat and moose was coming from like six different patreon pages that i created God <laughs> one for us. each of my clients and myself so yeah. it's internet and it's also streaming that <laughs> we need like an intern to come over and just fix just things help for cat. us just cat. we don't need you to fix it for us we need you, you to fix it for cat you're the kind of music consumer that we want yes you know where you're like i think i i can listen to that on spotify but i I'll just go ahead and download it on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll download it on Apple Music. I'll <laughs> listen to it on Spotify. I'll buy it on Amazon. Yeah. And I'll get a vinyl sent to my house through like Etsy or something. You're just a you know? big fan of the secret, cat. <laughs> and that's okay, damn it. And I have that check that they told me to write myself for $1.1 million hanging above my desk and is it written to Cat and Moose or just Cat? It's just written to me. Wait! Cat and Moose. The Cat and Moose one is written to reimburse me for the equipment that I bought. I. <laughs> That's only $654. Wait, can you write me a, a secret check too? You have to write it for yourself. Oh, That's the whole point. I get it. All right. <laughs> well, you can download those checks as well on our merch <laughs> store at thesecret.com get your own check <laughs> guys make sure you look up that movie it sounds it so compelling titillating yeah this is your rogers and hammerstein no that's a composer this is your <laughs> siskel and ebert review oh my of God. dare to dream the four movie. stars it will make you fall make you go to sleep <laughs> producer Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Cat and Moose is a BP production.